0: Thank you so much Dumelo and I'm going to take this conversation further with Channel Africa's resident expert Ndate Isak Khomu who's now walking into studio. Date Khomu, we we're just talking here with Dumelo that it has been a very dull week in South Africa. Violence, lawlessness, people really seem frustrated on the ground. What is the root cause of this violence and how much of a dent to South Africa's reputation has been made?
1: Well, you've talked about many things there. Eh? Mm. You've talked about the reputation, um, you've also talked about the violence, and then you've also asked about the root cause. You know, those are uh, three different things, but I'll try to come to talk about the, um, I suppose you're talking about the xenoph- xenophobic violence. Yes. Yeah. Now, basically, one thing which took place is this that um, In the month of July, I don't know month of July when the state South Africa announced uh, announced the figures for unemployment in South Africa, we were talking right in the studio, and one thing which we said and which really I said is that these senior people got to be very careful because the last time that unemployment figures were this high it was in two thousand and eight, and that led to xenophobic attacks, and I said that there's a danger that uh, with this level of unemployment xenophobic attacks are going to come up again Mm. yeah now let's go back to the 2008 xenophobic attacks which were basically more purely xenophobic than these other ones these ones here they've also got a very big criminal element involved but um, when you look at the xenophobic attacks uh, the mainstream media and also the international media which is taken up by the international media, or mainstream media, and also African media. They say that South Africans are xenophobic and uh, South Africans are attacking foreigners. Yeah, that is the narrative that's coming out, and the discourse actually go b- develops from that. Where it has developed now, where that uh, the governments are actually trying to. Um, sequest, uh, what do you call, South Africa, put them on the side, yeah. We are being isolated from mm. the African family, basically. Mm. And that's a very, very serious thing. Mm. Economi- they are going for economic isolation. Mm. But now, the thing is this, that in the 2008, I wrote a paper, which I actually sent to professors in uh, mm. the University of Dar es Salaam. <coughs> I was involved with them in a, in a roundtable talk. Yeah, the Professor Haroub and Professor Baregu. Now, I told them that basically if you look at uh, xenophobic attacks, you cannot say that South Africans are xenophobic. It's true they're xenophobic attacks. But instead, you've got to come and actually analyze socially, mm. e- socioeconomically, the perpetrators. You'd find that the xenophobic attacks are being perpetrated by uh, the low stratum of South African society. Mm, in fact mm. these are the classless these are the marginalized mm. and these were at that time people living in squatter camps Yes. but if you go a step further and you look and analyze the people of the squatter camps and who are they you find that no, these are basically economic uh, refugees these are internal economic refugees they mm. hea- most of them hail from the rural areas of South Africa now you ask why have they become economic refugees running to the urban centers is because that they've got no means of sustaining their existence in the rural areas mm. now the where our problem started in south africa 40% of south africa are rural base but the black um, agrarian and economic agri- uh, existence agrarian existence of blacks it was killed by the apartheid regime mm. it was killed to turn those areas into reservoirs for labor for the mining com- for the mining industry now the mining industry has shrunk, but then they've not done anything to come and revive that agrarian uh, existence. So now that's where the problem lies. So when these people come to town and they're here and their unemployment goes up, the first thing that they do, they say that uh, they've got their contenders who are again economic refugees from the African continent, and they're actually fighting for the meager thing like employment mm. that these things actually take place. But the South African government has actually failed into recognizing that fact.
0: But now... After
1: uh, 20... How many years? Yes. Of the NDP, yeah, they failed. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't really trust Because if you look at the NDP, uh, the National Development Plan, when you look at it, they talk about the changing dem- the demographies of South Africa. The South Africans are becoming more urbanized. Mm. But then why are they becoming more urbanized? The South African industry, I mean, the South African manufacturing sector or industrial sector cannot, will never be able to absorb the people who are running away from the rural areas. Mm-hmm. They will never. And trying to actually maintain a welfare state, a social grant, the South African economy cannot sustain that. We don't have an economy, so basically we are in trouble. Mm-hmm. But that is because of the government, which is skewed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 policies. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's what it is.
0: Mm. That's what I wanted to move to in our last two and a half minutes here in Homo. is you spoke about economic isolation. That that's where we are heading towards. That's a very dangerous uh, line. Well, it's a wake-up
1: call for the government of South Africa. But then
0: um, It's
1: a waking up call for the government of South Africa. And the government of South Africa should actually come and properly analyze this thing. Uh, You know, the thing is being analyzed by journalists and by politicians, yeah. Mm. But the thing actually should be actually taken up by sociologists, yeah, and economists. Those are the people. This is a socio economic problem. Mm. And also a political uh, political economic problem. Why the policies of the country have got to change. But that's what the debates and the analysis have got to take place in the research centers in academia. Mm. But those people are very quiet. Mm. But now in South Africa, it gets isolated, you know. Well, in the African continent, South Africa has got to know what is happening and come with the African leaders, sit together and talk. Mm. Now, just to come and add on something, yesterday at the UCT, there was a very big uh, seminar where um, Gratia Michelle gave a, gave, gave, a, gave a talk. Now, Gratia Michelle said that talking about the xenophobia attacks. He said, it's shameful. He said, but one thing which is uh, shameful still is that you cannot have 4 million South Africans who cannot support themselves. Mm. Yeah, Mm. that is the 29, 30% um, Mm. unemployment. It comes down to about 4 million. They are taking that uh, South African work, uh, our labor force is 12 million. But people say that with that 29%, you've got to add another 10%, because there is a 10% of people who have given up looking for work. So it's really 40%. But she said that 40% is actually scandalous. But again, he says that it's something else which is scandalous. Is this that African nations have failed uh, in actually sort of providing work and sustenance for, for, for the Africans? to the point that Africans are not only coming to South Africa, no, mm-hmm. they're trying to get to Europe and they're dying in the Mediterranean. It shows that Africans have failed in actually sort of catering for this big group of unemployment, unemployed people. And I think this is a good time for the South African government to come with other African governments to sit and seriously look at this problem
0: mm-hmm.
1: of creating work for the youth and also for the people, African people. Africans are unemployed under the neoliberal economic dispensation.
0: And that's a fact. Thank you so much to you Ntatehomu, for joining me in studio and giving us an update on your views on what's happening in the country. Bring us now to 15 minutes before 12.